When Stars Align is a weekly half-hour podcast where we unite different zodiac signs and talk about popular topics and current events happening around the world. Thank you guys so much for joining today on When Stars Align. I have two of my favorite ladies with us, Reyna Ortiz, a Taurus, and Erica Payton, a Libra. We're going to talk about their experiences working in tech as women of color, but first we've got to dissect their lives astrology-wise. Reyna, I feel like I've introduced you to astrology a bit over the years. Do you think it makes sense or are you still a bit hesitant to really embrace it? Still hesitant, for sure, but Sydney has definitely been the one that has brought me into this life. She oftentimes will send me things about myself that are tourist-related, and most of the time, they're pretty they're spot on. Yeah. They're pretty spot on most of the time. And then I'd be sending her stuff about her crazy Gemini self, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, now I'm a believer. Yep. <laughs> yeah. See, and she started to send me memes and all of that kind of stuff, too, so I know it, it touches you in a way. It does. It's sometimes... It's, it's on point. Too spot on sometimes. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Erica, what about you? Do you base any of your life choices off of what the stars are telling you? I don't base my life choices off of stars, except for in my love life. You do? Definitely because of you, though. Mm-hmm. I will... Not date a Scorpio. No, I've dated a lot of Scorpios. I'm not saying I won't ever date, but if I start talking to somebody and then I find out, you know, their birthday, all that stuff, I'm looking at the compatibility now. (laughs) I really am. Raina, do you do that? No, I don't because Sydney has told me who I'm supposed to be with and I'm like, I have never met one man with a birthday. Oh my God, so I'm safe. I'm I'm screwed. I don't know any Aries. One of your best matches is a Virgo. I digress. My moon is in Taurus, Raina, and it's definitely what makes me stubborn and hard-headed at times. But it also makes me fiercely loyal and protective over my loved ones. Do these traits resonate with you? For sure, the latter. I am definitely very protective over people I care about. You stubborn? Sometimes to a fault. I feel like I, because I know that's a trait of a Taurus, quote, Mm -hmm. apparently, I am very mindful of that and try to have a very open mindset. But yes, I have been told by a few. When I have an opinion, (laughs) I like to stick to it. So, Oh, does she? (laughs) She gives a Gemini run for our money. I could be a little opinionated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, then Erica, you know I love my Libras and surround myself with them constantly. I think they provide me with a sense of comfort and excitement that I can't get elsewhere. But y'all can get on my nerves. Do you feel the same about Geminis? And if so, elaborate. I don't feel anything like blanket feelings towards Geminis, (laughs) but you get on my damn nerves. If you want to say, you want to speak on behalf of all Gemini's What about Drake? Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's real. I love and I love Gemini's, but yeah, y'all are crazy Mm -hmm. in a way that is irritating to me specifically. The stars make sense. This is the point of the podcast, guys. I want to make sure people know it's not just some commercialized meme. It's a real spirituality religion for some people that has dated back thousands of years. You're both different signs elementally, but similarly, you're both bosses in the tech world. We're going to segue into this now. So Erica, tell us a bit about what you do. I work in ad sales at Google. So basically what that means is that I work with brands, learning their business objectives, and essentially consult them on how to invest effectively. Do you like the job? It's interesting. I feel like it's not my life's purpose, you know, but I've learned a lot and I'm good at it, which makes me feel like there's something there. Like I, I'm shocked at how much drive I have in it. And so I think there's something more to work with there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and Raina, what about you? What do you do? I work at Tesla. I've been there for about five years. Um, I run our vehicle accessory and merchandise business. So all the aftermarket products for your car, the roof racks, hitch racks, <laughs> your wheels and tires. <laughs> 
the Tesla whistle, which I have. Yeah, and the fun stuff. Tesla tequila, cyber whistle, cyber I want that little, kids. like, yeah. car, the kid's car. Yes. That was a fun one. And you lead all of these projects. You kind of help develop them from the start. Do you come up with the ideas or? Sometimes, but not all the time. It's a very collaborative effort. Obviously, our CEO comes up with some of those ideas. (laughs) And we should also mention that you started working for the CEO, Elon, and you were his assistant for how many years before he promoted you to the lead of merchandise? Three and a half years. How has your experience been working in a male-dominated industry of not only women, but women of color? And Reina, we'll start with you. Okay, well, I'm half Guatemalan, half white, being a woman, and then obviously adding a little flavor to that is is a, <laughs> a little spice. is a challenge for sure. And then you add automotive on top of that, and I feel like that's another added layer. It's just having to prove yourself a little bit more and, and always having to work that much harder to be the person in this position. Yeah. And Eric, what about you? I'm half black, half white. And I think the most shocking part about working in tech, I think, is like looking to your right and left and not seeing a lot of your peers. And and trying to figure out, do I stay here and do something about that? Or do I go somewhere where the culture already exists? And I think there is something to say about keeping your seat at the table and like paving a way for other, you know, women of color, just people in general. And so that's what I hope to do. Just because I feel like people want to know more about tech jobs. I personally don't know anything about it. And all, all my friends do tech jobs. I'm the only creative, really, it seems, in my immediate friend group. Reina, how do you keep your tech knowledge current? What do you read, watch, articles, any of that stuff? I do focus. I know what's going on in my own company. And I think what helps me is learning about the other departments and other engineering fields within Tesla. And that has taught me so much. Of course, I know about other self-driving car companies. You know, I, I read about them, kind of know where they're at. But in general, like, I'm most inspired and learn from the people that I work with. Tesla's interesting though too because of your guys' like luxury status. You're not really trying to be utility. Like you're not really trying to market to everyone. So you just need to focus on your brand elevating, which is one track mind type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well not one track mind, but you know like but I feel like being like their competitors isn't what they're trying to do. They make their own. Yeah. And we also yeah. welcome competition. Like our goal is truly to trans- make everyone do electric yes. cars. Yeah. yeah. So when we see like the other automotive companies that are going electric, like these big names that are, have electric vehicles, like that's awesome. Yeah. Like we welcome that and we want to see that. Like we truly live in the mission. I think that's why people at Tesla work so, so hard because they believe in what they're doing. Yeah. There's trades that you read which is basically like industry knowledge. It tells you about the brands in the market and what they're doing. Um, so I work with retail brands and CPG brands directly. Um, so I keep up with trades in both of those channels. Raina and I used to work at UTA, talent agency, and we would always read the trades. Deadline, Hollywood Reporter, Variety. That was kind of how we kept our knowledge current about that stuff. What are some projects you're both currently working on that excite you? And I know that you can't be too detailed because shit under wraps all the time at these companies. But if you could tell us in a broad sense... What are some of the most exciting things that you've done to like help the company? Yeah, I mean, I can speak broadly to what we're, we're working on a lot of things. We developed a tequila last year. It was super fun. Um, Erica mentioned earlier, but we built a cyber card for kids inspired by our cyber truck reveal and the ATV that went off um, during the premiere or whatever. Launch. Launch event. Yeah. yeah. But mostly what I'm working on now is... Uh, focus on cyber trucks. So we have a new vehicle program and accessories for that. And so we're working on developing all sorts of things. When should we expect the cyber truck to be available? I don't know. Whatever's been said on publicly <laughs> is when y'all should expect it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tesla's got that shit under wraps. So we're just going to try and squeeze as much out of you as we can. Soon. Um, soon, <laughs> soon come. Uh, Erica, what are some projects that you've worked on that are most exciting to you, noteworthy? So I work on the Waze business. 
literally Waze, the navigation app, mm-hmm. if you guys have used it. That's amazing. I love Waze. <laughs> Google own the app now? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yeah. We're a Google company. You yeah. Know, fits into the whole I love the different world. languages and like the different accents that they allow to, you to use on Waze. Um, yes. Change voice. Do you, mood, do you, do you do that? Is that, that something that you're a part of creating and building? No. So that's our core product team. Shout out to them. Some stuff that I'm excited about. We've done some work with brands for like driver safety, PSA messages. And well, like when it tells me that stop texting and driving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one of them. That's also a core product. But like I worked with Heineken to do like a don't drink and drive campaign. For Didn't this they send year. you like a ton of Heineken? Yeah. <laughs> They sent Heineken. Heineken Zero is actually really good. Plug for them if you're ever, you know. I accidentally not drank three of those once, and I <laughs> and literally acted, acted like drunk. Lit. Yeah, wait, is it My zero alcohol? Did it. alcohol or zero yeah, calories? zero, zero alcohol. alcohol. Oh, it's, it's a waste of it, calories. It tastes so good though. Okay, I'm not a beer drinker, but I don't get the point in wasting the calories if you're not going to get drunk. It's like if you are sober and you need to be at a party mm. and don't know what to do with your hands, or like pregnant but not trying to tell people. Oh, oh, that's smart. Yeah, I told we were that's talking about smart, this. I was like, yeah. you guys should do a whole campaign. He's like, we can't really like for optics. Yeah, do a yeah. campaign with pregnant women just holding a damn. <laughs> Heineken's just like, Woo! <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, if you can like bring advertising back to like do right by the consumer, like that always feels good. Amazing. Can you elaborate on that though? Like, what do you mean do right by the consumer? Just make sure they're getting correct information, not getting like what? It, what yeah, you mean? I mean. That's truly like an educational um, campaign and also was giving back to people by offering like Uber vouchers and stuff like that. But I think in general, what I mean by that is advertising sometimes, especially historically, has felt kind of like sleazy as an industry at times, right? Because you're just like forcing consumerism, but there's definitely like ethics behind it and you can do it in a way that's actually making things more convenient and useful to people. And I feel like women specifically are really good with being ethical. So having women in tech run these types of projects, you're going to make some good shit. What are some of the key skills and characteristics that one should possess to excel at a tech job? Being just like a really big advocate for yourself is important. And I think you also have to be able to read a room. There's a lot of craftiness that happens at A, just any big, big company, but B, tech companies where you have to understand like, what is the end goal and how do I not just hit my goals, but my boss's boss's goals? Because that's what gets you that promotion. Being able to read a room and like kind of have foresight is really, really important. Are you close with your boss's bosses or do you ever get, you know, FaceTime with them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. And then Reyna, what are some of the key traits that you possess? I think in my role, confidence is key. There's a lot of times where I walk into a room and I'm probably the only woman in the room and people sense when you are feeling unsure of yourself or you're speaking, but they have no idea if you act confident in a room, they'll yeah. believe it. Like people will immediately sense fear and they'll immediately sense when like, okay, this girl knows what she's talking about. And it's also okay too. I've learned just in my career, if you don't know, that's okay too, but don't yeah. try to act like you know, and then you're going to dig yourself into a hole that's too deep to come out of and, and everyone will recognize that too. Speak to what you know, be confident and learn from, again, learn from other people. And people also, also yeah. just don't have a lot of charisma in tech from so what I've seen. True. So if so you true. have energy to throw, throw that around, but make sure that you're doing it in a way that's like productive. Pro- truly productive and that's going to be really exciting to everyone around you. And hype your people up. I'm so big too on the people that work for me and the people I work with. It's like, yeah. it's like make them feel confident, make them like, like coming to work, enjoy their jobs. Like it doesn't always have to be so serious. It yeah. Can be fun in a room and yeah. Do you, when you guys are interviewing people, cause I'm sure you 
interview and screen people before you hire them at Google and Tesla. Do you want more of the serious business-minded type of people or do you like the person in the room who is charismatic? You have to come into the room with all of the prerequisites. Like we can train you on soft skills, you know, things that are really unique to the work at hand. But having that charisma and confidence is something that makes me leave an interview and be like, yes, they're going to be good. I can, I can't teach that kind of like sticky energy that you need. Making sure they can do the job, right? If they have the technical expertise to actually do the job is, is step one. But for me, a big thing that I look at is ego to ability ratio. That's something I learned from my former boss is just like a lot of times in the tech industry, your ego is bigger than your ability to actually get something done. And for me, I'm all yeah. about like, are you humble? Like, are you a team player? Like, are you going to work at the bottom? And, you know, if you need to, like, we wear so many hats at Tesla. Like, I had my team packing short shorts last year in Reno <laughs> with the warehouse. Team. And like, Tesla, we just do that. you guys deliver the cars yourselves? Yeah, exactly. End of quarter, every quarter, the employees volunteer to help deliver our cars because, you know, our, our field teams need the help. And, again, no, there's no egos. Like, we are not a company where that's a, that's a cool thing or that's acceptable. And coming from the entertainment industry, it was so different. Like, you were expected to not talk to the people that were running the department or running the company. And it's at Tesla, like, we don't have offices. Nobody has an office, including, you know, the highest people at the company. It's an open-door policy. Like, you walk, you can ask anyone what they're working on. You can ask questions. You're expected. If you're not getting something done from the person above, you go to that person above them. It doesn't matter. Just, like, whatever is going to be the best path to get something done. And get it done that way. What about Google? Do you guys have an open floor plan or how are your... Yeah, offices? it's very open. I mean, senior, senior leadership has offices, but everything is glass. Like, you know, the transparent kind of pillar that they have as a company is displayed in the office space. It's very communal. I will say though, Google is interesting. I feel like I'm back at college almost where everyone is so willing and excited to develop themselves that there is this energy where everybody's trying to have a next step that they're getting towards but it's not a bad thing. It doesn't feel like overly competitive. It's just inspiring. Whenever I see this stuff on TikTok, I'll see people <laughs> working at these jobs and stuff. And everyone that works in tech jobs, there's a lot of influencers online that show kind of what it's like. Yeah. I even sent you the other day a TikTok of this girl at Google. Y'all have a nap room? Like, what are some <laughs> of the... It's not like that. <laughs> no, but I will, just for anyone listening that would actually be curious to know, what are some of the perks that come with the job? Yeah, it's pretty wild. So the office that you sent me in TikTok is my office. And yeah, there's a free gym. Everything from when you walk in, if you're an employee, is free. So didn't they say that you can you can get there's a vending machine for if you are missing like your headphones, you get free yeah. headphones? Yeah, there's like a tech stop, there's coffee shops, what? there's cafes. Um You're gonna have to talk to Elon. <laughs> there's like these massage chairs. It's kind of wild, but um Do you use those things or I mean I use the food for sure. Yeah. Coffee, my coffee consumption went up. Um, the but gym. You're saving money that way too. Like that's a hundred percent. That's why I'm like, idea. from when I was working from home, I was like, why am I doing this? I should go get fed. <laughs> like this is weird. I mean, they make it so that you don't have to think about anything. You can just focus on work and not have to be stressed about anything outside, you know? Okay. So you ladies are really, really hardworking individuals and you have your professional careers. You're good in that sense. How do you balance your personal lives with this business life? Because I know you spend so much time working. I'm lucky. In 
in the sense that my work-life balance is fairly normal. Like I've got my weekends to myself, which is nice. But I will say I'm lacking in the love life, sissy wissy. <laughs> um, not lacking, but my love life is peaks and motherfucking valleys everywhere. And Why do you think that is? Do you think that has anything to do with you being a Libra? Absolutely. Perfectionists need everything to be perfect for you? No. Well, maybe that's one side of the spectrum, but the other side of the spectrum from the qualities that I think Libras have, which I've always heard, is indecisiveness and shallowness, which have both been like aspects of my love life that have like, I'm indecisive in the sense of commitment where I'll spend time with this person and I'll think I like them. But then it comes to this point where it's like, what is going on? Are we developing into something? I have a huge fear of commitment. And you crave balance. I do. And so... The scale, the Libra scale. We've yeah. met some other Libras, and that's a really big thing for you guys. I do. And then I realize that's where the shallow part comes in. I'm like, oh, I think I liked them because of my shallow aspects. And now that I'm getting down to the, the meat of it, I've got a little bit of the ick. I can't commit. Wait, but what do you mean by shallow aspects? Can I, can I try? And, oh, and Lord. Let's go ahead. So Erica, what she means by that. So with Libras, they look for in themselves and in others that they surround themselves with people that are elevated fashion wise, look wise. Like it's a lot of superficiality with them, but I'm not really worried about fashion, but you know, I'm you worried know, about face and body. I mean, body. you're not going to date someone wearing sandals and socks <laughs> at, at Rite Aid. Like she's <laughs> literally taking people every day. Yeah. <laughs> That was good. So yeah, no, I think that Erica is a very deep person, but when you're going for the guys, you want the tall guy, the hot guy, the, oh, he has a good job guy. But you're right. Like that shallowness that comes with kind of being a Libra (laughs) makes the relationship stop short. Has that happened with all of them? Honestly, I think the relationships have stopped because by the time commitment got to kind of the table... I realized that the relationship was serving them and not me in In the sense that like in the whole like heat of the moment attraction, I was doing things to probably be who I thought they wanted Mm. me to be and Mm. like never really played all my cards of who I am. And then when it came down to it, I realized like they don't really fulfill me in a lot of ways. So it's not their fault. It's kind of my fault. But yeah, the compatibility just wasn't there because I was thinking to surface level. Yeah. Like I was saying before, you're a very deep person. Like you have really big dreams, but you aren't vulnerable, really. You don't break down your walls. You do it with your friends. Yeah. But I think it's because men aren't really a priority in my life. Yeah. Because my friends and my career are. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't want to be that person that wakes up at 55. Like who will set me up with their friend or whoever? Yeah, literally. (laughs) I don't want to be that person. And I do really want companionship in my life. But yeah, it doesn't stress me out. Like you don't feel like you need it. I don't need it. And I see that in other people. And I'm like, am I the weird duck here? But I don't know. I think you're just secure in like your life. Like your your life is good. You have good things. You have a good job. You have good family and friends. So you don't think you need it, but like, you're right. One day I'm going to feel the same way. going to wake up (laughs) single as hell. Well, I'll be fine with that. I can, I can be fucking. (laughs) Um, No, you are never actually single. Keep that in. (laughs) I have, I have my roster. Just kidding. I'm going to cut that out too. Oh shit. Let's def cut that out. Um, Raina, as a Taurus, we were saying before, you can be stubborn, but also extremely loving and maternal and motherly, and you just like care very deeply for people. How do you balance that? I think it's more that I care so much about the other person, like how they're feeling, that I forget to prioritize myself in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so worried about making sure that person's good because that's just who Mm -hmm. I am, like my whole life with my family. Like I've always just been prioritizing everyone else. Taurus. Yeah, above myself. So like a lot of times, like I have to remind myself, 
No, like it's important, like how you're feeling too in this situation. Like yeah. they may be feeling some type of way, but like how am I feeling about it? And I've, I've definitely made like a conscious effort as of recent to like remember that you can feel things too. Yeah, like, it's okay. Wait, like, but to that point, I'm curious because if you are so naturally driven to care about everybody else, like what attracts you to somebody? Fixing like them. characteristics. No, Ooh, no, no, are you a fixer? No, no, no. I mm. never try to fix anyone. You have to want to change for yourself. Like I've, yes. I've been a firm believer of that you can try so hard to like help somebody, but like at the end of the day, I wouldn't say it's a, it, it's not a fixing thing. It's a you like needy thing. boys. You like needy boys. No, no, she hates that. Oh, oh. text me every day. We're done. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, if you don't text me every minute, we're done, bitch. Yeah, you're fucking crazy. I know, I know. So, no, I think it's yeah. more like when I see somebody that's going through something or struggling through something, I'm like, I know I can like relate to that in some way, and I know I can like. Yeah, she's an Yeah, she always Sydney always tells me that. But but on the other side of that, like at work, you're a boss. I know, but even then, there I struggle too in like the workplace. I think you have to be empathetic as hell as a good boss. It's 100%. But again, women are the ones that are more empathetic. So that's why women should run every goddamn company. Yeah, but, but that's what they be, say. The we ones have that... to be careful with that too, though, because we also get judged for bringing our emotion to work. And like, that's a whole That's other... a bad thing. But yeah. why is that a bad thing? I don't think, I think you can be empathetic without being like vulnerable. And or a crybaby. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's why they, there's been so many studies and articles that are like female CEOs like develop companies in ways that male CEOs can't because of this like natural empathy trait that most people have. I mean, I'm not going to say all women, there's some crazy bitches out there, but um, yeah, I think that it's a strength actually. Mm-hmm. If you have like a woman leader in your company that will like understand if you're like just having a day or like some shit personal life happened. I feel like I'm that way with my employees. Like if they're going through something in their personal life, obviously don't bring that to work, but like everybody has days where they're just, it's just not their day. And like, I always am telling my employees, if you need to like take a walk, take a half day or like take a day, because like you may have had something going on that was like completely outside of work that I knew nothing about. Not like your girlfriend broke up with you or something like that. I can't, yeah. I can't help you with that. But like, if something's traumatizing, like happens in your life, like everyone goes through their shit and it's just like making sure you're like that person. It's like, it's okay. Like, yeah. We're not looking at you any type of way if you need to like take a minute. I don't see people being empathetic in that job industry. It's not that they're not empathetic. It's just that they're so technical. Yeah. People lack perspective. Yeah. So empathy, I think in this world looks like having a broader worldview and being able to identify like, okay, this person's a specific role. Like maybe they're engineer. This is like what makes them tick. How do I speak to them in a way and have empathy to them in a way that will like help them be productive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you add the minority aspect to it, I mean, I'm sure both Eric and I can relate to this. Like, you know, things about the way they grew up and their upbringing and that may be a little bit different than like what the majority of the tech industry probably grew up with. And you're like, yeah. I get it. Especially in, so you, are you guys glad you don't work in Silicon Valley? I mean, I did work in Silicon Valley oh, for a God. number of years. What was that experience like? just what they describe it as i mean that's not for me i'm not a bay area person anyone that knows me in my life knows the bay and for me but even though i grew there, up there. every weekend i know every oh gosh, every week i live there like more than 50 percent of the time but it's there's a lot of egos like i said earlier a lot of egos wait but bringing us back to dating are you not single i'm so single <laughs> Some boss tech women, a Taurus and a Libra. But do. Yeah, don't worry about it. Because if you don't, you're crossed. 
You're crusty. Wait, wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I have a good question. What tax bracket do you guys look to date? No, that's no, not. I hate that. I hate that too. I like not. I don't date guys for money. We're like, also like very young. Just be working hard, working towards something. Yes, don't be a about. bum. Do what you are excited about. I think I tend to date creatives because I just love to see passion in somebody and like in the a very Libras love the arts. They love creativity. You search for partners that are more creative because you crave that balance. Yeah, and I also understand them because I feel like some of the things that they value, I value. But it's interesting though, because I've also been like like I've had a partner who like shit on my career because I wasn't a creative. And really? like, yeah, he was like, you are this creative person and you do this job that's so corporate, mundane, so mundane yeah. and blah, blah, But yet most of the things that he liked about me characteristically when he would explain it were all the things that were stable about me yeah. that like, I'm sorry, but my career provides some stability for my life. I mean, you don't want a partner that's just going to be that toxic to you anyway. Chaos is that person like in the, the stereotypical creative industry? Yeah. A musician, so next level crazy. And a Scorpio. Next level crazy. So put those together and you got... Yeah. But it, it's just interesting because it's like, you think you could be at a mountaintop. You know how many people would kill to have roles like at companies you know everyone listening that you that you work really 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 fucking hard for yeah and then to hear somebody from a different perspective just shit on it because of their like preconceived notions and insecurities it's just interesting how it's like everybody's mountaintop is different and everyone's journey is different exactly more than anything yeah and i think the one thing though like to that point is with the jobs that we have like there is no shortcuts you actually had to work anyone who who says any different like we worked our ass off to get to where we are and that's just the truth like i attribute a lot of my success to my and he, that's your guatemalan side um, yes from your guys perspective what is one piece of advice you would give women of color and erica specifically for you black women trying to work in tech i always think back to michelle obama when she talked about how like she literally said i've been at every powerful table you could think of in the world and i'm telling you they're not that smart <laughs> that is 100 the tech world you will get to places and people will be smarter than you but not in a capacity frame of mind it's just experience so be confident Sell yourself on how you're willing to learn and the tools that you do have and trust that you will learn and be able to have those seats at the table um, when the time is right. Because nobody is actually smarter than you. They've just had time that you haven't had yet. That's great advice. Reina, what is your advice? For women of color trying to get in tech, I would just say in general for everyone, it, it, you got to put in the work. Um, and then if you're adding that layer to it, you got to put in even more work. People are always going to like have a preconceived notion of you being a woman, being a woman of color. Like that's already going to be there, like at the forefront. So it's about making sure that people understand like you deserve to be there just as much as everyone else. And to Erica's point, like most of the time people don't know what they're talking about. Like, and I, I see through that so much. And there's been so many times where I was like, Oh wait, like you're really not. Like, yeah, you're full of shit. Exactly. Like, and and people just it's, it's a like, lot of facades. A hundred percent. Yeah, like, you think you're in the entertainment industry? Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. You be dealing with clowns. These people have been putting on shows. A hundred percent. And people historically have allowed them to do that, and that's where they've gone to that place. But it's really about like we're just as good and better than, than or if people. if not better, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great, guys. Thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciated you joining Wind Stars Align Pod. Catch us next week on Tuesdays and yeah, we'll see you guys then. Thank you so much.